but oh, just those men, those right. like oh the uh, oh white you, men. It's <laughs> just like I don't oh like God, I, can't I can't fake it. Like like I've slept with some ugly dudes because like I like thought they were attractive. You know what I mean? Like attractive yeah, in yeah, my yeah. own way, but like I just mm, mm, like this mm, one guy is and I hate balls pursuing too, like, me right now I mean balls are ugly he's yeah. so far from my type like there's nothing about him that is my type like anything but he like on the scene or whatever <laughs> so you know it's just like some people like ooh maybe you should just see what it's about you know you never know it might go good it might go bad but nothing is my type other than the fact that I like stuff but I don't know if I like stuff enough to sell my coochie yeah I've gotten some uh, very um, uh, interesting offers that... Um, oh my God, your nails are so pretty. Oh, thank you. Um, before, but uh, they were from much older men, but they, you know, promised a life that would be nice and glamorous, but I don't really find myself to be that glamorous of a gal, so I just make my own life, you know, yeah. without the glamour. My sugar daddy creeped me out. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> and I just... Me the fuck out. I want to know what it is with the other women. Like, what is it? What is it? No, I'm that you. what's the what's the guard that you can let down that you will sell your coochie for a lifestyle? So let me explain to you. Like, he was he was really an older man. Like, he was like six seventy. I don't know. Fuck, he was old. 70, 68 to seventy. One of them. But what creeped me out was he took me out to eat. He was like, I'm gonna get you a, a new car. When I went to Chicago to visit my grandma, he like bought me stuff to go up that big old suitcase mm-hmm. that I have to this day. I be using that bitch. That suitcase was expensive. But um, he messaged me and was like, I'm going home and do push-ups with my tongue to eat your cash. Like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa. That's fire. That takes, that takes commitment. That's, that's like some next level. In his mind, he was like, yo, she gonna think this shit is sexy as fuck. This gonna be the he, best she shit gonna, she ever had. You know what she gonna be yeah, he overshot. And that, that happens often. You can't blame that man. He tried. I mean, I understand. But it's so like, when, when are you gonna see him again? Oh, I'm never gonna. Oh, guess what? Okay, so the thing about the guy was, he's actually like really good friends with my uncle. So, well, we didn't know that. We found hey, that. Yeah, we found that out oh in passing. So like, in like a year... Maybe like a year ago, right before COVID, there was like a family gathering at the house. Oh my God. He was at the house and we hadn't seen each other since we like split ways. And like he was with the lady that he told me like he had like a little baby or whatever and right. all that other kind of stuff. So he was, he was doing push ups with her? Right. I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever the hell he was doing. But y'all, why when I saw that man, why did I like go upstairs in my auntie house and hid the whole time? Oh my God. Why are you running? From- All right, let's go. Well, I, I didn't get the run from him. You want to know why? Because the time I went downstairs, I was like, all right, let me go get down, go downstairs and get a plate of food. And I'm gonna he had the up. steps. Man, the lady, the he was standing like far away from me, and I guess he asked for like some gumbo before I came down there. Why the, the, the fucking caterer asked me to pass him the gumbo? Oh <laughs> wow! <laughs> you came the from stars me. were aligned. Yeah, the problem? stars were aligned. Yeah. So you needed to see him close up in person. He was like, "You doing okay?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine." <laughs> don't don't do him like that. That man was getting ready for you. He was preparing for you. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know if I don't. I, I would there. I, clearly, I can't. If I, I keep saying this. I don't know, I clearly. I would. 100, I would say it would. <clears throat> I feel like okay. it's so much easier for men to sell dick than for women to sell. No, food. it's not. It's actually a lot harder. Yeah, a lot of people don't talk about it. 
Yeah, it is you very hard. Just, yeah, it is very hard. One, no the market intended. isn't there. Right? <laughs> one, the market isn't there for, for a lot of men, right? Like, there's... Everyone loves women. Men, women, awesome. you, know, you know, straight... Keys gay, to the castle. Gay, exactly, yeah. right? But even outside of that, not... Our dick's just not going to work for every single person. That's It's just not realistic. For some people, it probably can't, you know, if they can trick themselves. But if, for other people, or like... You can't bring your A game for a woman. It's easier to just kind of just lie there, like you can just fulfill the dudes. It's it's facts though. Like you can just lay on your back and just be. Some dudes don't mind just plowing, but for a dude, it's different. Like you don't know what you're doing. You're not attractive. You're awkward. Like oh, God. yeah, I think you, you have probably a better chance of breaking a bone than you do of finding a woman that's gonna pay you for sex. Right. Like, like, that's tough. Yeah. Unless you're like get, super duper like in the game, I'm like active. when I was younger, I I'm used to get when I was because I know younger. I can go get it for free. I'm Why would I pay for it? I'm not paying for no dick. Yeah. When I was when I was, I was younger, I was offered an escort job and I turned it down. But here's the thing: I I always ask myself, what's different now? Like, why don't I get these same offers? You know what's the only difference? My beard. Really? I was gonna say because you look like a man now instead yes. of a boy. That's so gross. That's it's so fucking because oh especially now that like I've, I've lost the weight that I gained, mm. everything is the same except my fucking beard. I had a, used to have a chin strap, and I'm never. You going did back. look super young and weird with your chin strap. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird to look at pictures of you, and I'm like, oh my god, Ronnie used to look like that. Like that's weird. I've had this. I am gonna shave it off soon though. Mm. Only because I want to see how I look with her. No, don't do it's that. It's been so long. You look, you look exactly the same. I look like a child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be stressed so then, out. I'm gonna so be like, friend, don't ever share, do that again. Yeah, you can be ex- a part-time lover then. There we go. My ex did that one time. He shaved his beard one time on that Steven. Girl, what happened? Stupid looking. <laughs> 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 because Steven Loki has features like Ronnie. Like y'all have a strong. Facial structure, like Steven, he's very chiseled. Yes, like, my facial structure is really soft. But you have like, like cheekbones. Yeah, it's really- like it, it's something about the cheekbones, like the symmetry. Because Steven, it literally looks like somebody carved his face. Right, <laughs> it's very lean. He's, he was very handsome. I'm, I'm super. Yeah, it's very lean and very symmetrical. Chair. It's kind of like yeah, girl, he like a mannequin. Yeah, he yeah. looked like a mannequin. He'd be like, Ooh. Ooh, if I had yeah, that. I hate y'all so much. If I had that type nah, of face, Nah, this dude has a perfect... He I has would. a perfect face. I'd rock a baby face like that. He do like it's symmetrical. He got like caramel skin and it's just like real structure. I'd be like, hey, Steven. Let me find out you was looking at my nigga. No, I'm not. I really used to be like, son, this man face really cold. Like, you know when, you know when people are just like legit handsome or beautiful? Like, okay. No, he's really a handsome No, man. how I feel about Haley Bailey. You start watching him, he's just like, hey, Hey, you complimented so me too much. So you know, <laughs> Chloe and Haley, everybody knows I love Haley, but she has a face like that. Like you just be like, dang, you have the perfect features. She's you have so the cute. you have the perfect eyes, the perfect nose, perfect symmetry. That's how I feel about Haley Bailey. And like Steven is a ma- like he has a masculine face, but like it's soft at the same time because it's Fuck perfect. Fuck those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's what I'm saying. Just be like, God, damn, I wish I looked like this man. Like I don't have that. You kind of do because you're pretty. Yeah, but I have, but you're handsome and you're pretty. But my beard gives my face structure. That's it's why. Really that's why round. you can't cut your beard exactly. off. Yeah, it's just don't really do round it. in my chin. It'll grow right back. Though. It How long right. would it, it take you to get back to this? <laughs> well, no, not to that. But I mean, um, to just a, a decent full beard, couple weeks. 
Probably. Unless yeah. Shadow. Yeah, to get, I don't know, I'll have stubble in like two days. I have like a little stubble beard in like two days. What? But in order for like to get a significant like graphic beard, take like Graphic beard. <laughs> yeah, because that really beard. is all hell. Like you got like, a little I show shit. people. So you have a little in the mirror like, argh, argh. My chin's way up You have a little ass chin. You do. So oh, if somebody punch you in the chin, it's over with. I'm just saying. That's right, a risk you gotta get, eat. At least get you to the intro. <laughs> to the intro. Let's get to this. Welcome back to Project Paradigm. Welcome back. Welcome back. To- <laughs> I hate you so much. Please. Okay. We're gonna have to fill. Now to, you have to send him the. We're gonna have to fill. You have to because we're gonna have to. He because, gonna have to use it. They gonna yes, have to know what we're laughing at. We're laughing at. But no, we're gonna tell. You, we're gonna tell her the story afterwards. Fuck! Like I said, let me get to the I'm intro. Sorry, just, see what you just did. Welcome, the, to, welcome back. This is <laughs> welcome back to Project Paragon. Oh this is your God. first time listening to us. This is a podcast where we do we believe mental going? health is wealth. Nah, you're fine, baby. But substance is sexy, and oh, you good? That was a new one. I don't remember that one. Last episode. I literally said it the past three episodes. Oh. I, I, I text you and it's, told you. It's because I'm here now. Oh. It's okay. You're right. You're right. He's yelling at me, y'all. Y'all heard me on the microphone? Because uh, niggas be acting like, okay, I'm your host, Ronnie, a.k.a. Monster <laughs> and Shirt, a.k.a. Cocoa Butter God, a.k.a. your bitch's bestie, a.k.a. Captain Hook, a.k.a. is that Goku Black, known as Black Goku, a.k.a. Mr. This Dick Ain't Free. And with me, as always, my lovely co-host... Whoa, was Am Um, this is Beulah, baby Beulah in the building. I'm so mad that I have told these people that my name is Beulah, but we gotta get through these intros. Young cannot, baby Beulah. I cannot get sidetracked. We're gonna have to tell them that story one day. But anyways, this is Racy, aka Project, aka the Project Princess, aka the Ghetto Fabulous Princess Two Snaps, aka Buzz Honey, aka Little jiggle. Hey. And with us, we have a gingerbread person with us again today. She, like she don't a, need no introduction. What? You, you gonna do it today? You gonna do a full roll, aka? Yeah. Do it. All right. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Yes, aka Yes with the S, aka Buns, aka Bun Bun, aka Damn That's Yes. Ooh, Ooh she ready. Okay. And we are also joined a with a close. What do you want? You want to be the R or the M? Oh, uh, we can be the M. We can be the M? Can, yeah, and then introduce the R, for All sure. All right, we're here with my lovely friend, Meredith. And yes, indeed. You want to introduce yourself? <laughs> for sure. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Meredith. Uh, also go by the alias of Roxy Burns, um, a.k.a. Damn, that girl pussy good, a.k.a. Ooh. The future Mrs. Pendleton, oh, a.k.a. Oh. <laughs> The buttery Ritz cracker, every black person's favorite cracker. Oh, okay. Uh, AKA, um, that's it. I'm just fucking around. That was a good one. That was a good one. We we're gonna have a we have a great episode today. This is uh, one of our bonus episodes. I'm I'm figuring out. So I want to move eventually, like my whole setup, because uh, I want to take it to YouTube. And I do want to do, it's going to be our typical episodes, and I want to do episodes that are going to be recorded. I kind of want to more, just hella casual, just more into a more Surprise, interview. Surprise, y'all. Yeah, like just kind of just drop this nugget, like, no, we'll be switching things up. No, it's, visuals it's, are always good, though. Yeah, it's literally, I've been told you visuals. I mean, you told me, but we didn't, you know, yeah, we didn't let we, the people know yet. 
I'm doing it now. Wow, yes. that's why I was like, surprise. <laughs> right. Fuck these niggas. Wow, not the supporters. He a hoochie, y'all. He a hoochie. But anyway, this is this is um really important to me. Mm-hmm. I want to have the conversation. First, we want to start off about the research, like LSD, uh, mushrooms, microdosing, all this in in regards to mental health, in regards of helping, because it helps with anxiety, helps with depression, it helps with so many things, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's so demonized in society. And also, I mentioned it slightly with... uh, We're getting there, though. We're making breakthroughs. Big facts. Mm -hmm. I also want to ask opinions on it, and we can talk more in depth about it, because we had too many people... Last yeah. week to like go really, I want to talk we about the, how you guys feel now. about legalizing hard drugs. Yeah, because uh, oh, I I watched so many interviews about that because naturally going into something like this, like researching, you know, LSD and stuff like that, then you're gonna talk about uh, heroin. People want to talk about heroin. Mm-hmm. But they talk about ecstasy. They talk about all that shit. And uh, Carl Hart, he's a huge proponent of that. But anyway, we want to start off first. So. I feel like you. The first thing you said when we, I told you I wanted to talk about this, you was like, "Ooh, I got some stories for y'all." Woo! So, do you want to start by telling the people a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your, your background, your history, and shit? Yeah. Like so, um, I uh, grew up in a really, really small town in North Louisiana, and when I moved down to New Orleans when I was nineteen in nineteen ninety seven. Um, I'm old, y'all, okay? <laughs> I'm an old bitch. Um, I um, experienced drugs for the first time, and I experienced um, mushrooms with ecstasy for the first time together. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this stuff is amazing. And my friends and I used to do mushrooms, and the one thing that I noticed the most, you know, even way back then was just this extreme heightened of... Um, happiness and calmness and balance and nothing like really mattered in the world like whenever we were high because it was just everything was just gorgeous and beautiful and there's nothing that could like upset you and so over the years I developed excuse me um, some depression seasonal depression Um, some of it was long-term depression when I say seasonal depression you know things that happen within your life that Mm -hmm. cause certain you know amounts of depression and things like that and so my doctors were always trying to put me on medication which of course I can't stand pharmaceuticals and so they were always you know you always had to take them for extended periods of time for them to work and I'm like but I'm only depressed for like short periods of times Mm -hmm. and uh, a friend of mine was just like probably about 15 years plus years ago was like have you ever thought about microdosing on mushrooms for your depression and i was like no but i'm willing to try and i haven't touched a single pharmaceutical sense and i still get depression but i'm able to like curb and what i like to call like give myself an attitude adjustment um by taking uh small doses of uh psilocybin you know and uh also recreationally i like to get high too y'all right. like <laughs> I love taking LSD. I love ketamine. I love MDMA. Like, I did 5-MeO DMT for the first time. Um, I literally just, a story about DMT just popped into my sphere, and I'm so happy there's more. I continue. Yeah, yeah. I just did it for the first time in Mexico, um, which was just just insanely incredible, beautiful experience, and I'll get a little bit more into that, like, in a minute. Um, But I'm actually doing DMT uh, again tomorrow. (laughs) Um, in a small ceremony with some friends um, as well. So, yeah. So, um, you know, psychedelics have come um, a long way because 
of the stoppage of the research that was going on in the 60s and the 70s mm-hmm. when they became, you know, class one and illegal and the government stopped allowing us to do research. And so now, just recently, within the past few years, we've been able to do more and more research and <clears throat> you're able to uh, to get the, the, tr- the clinical trials on a lot of these psychedelics and hallucinogens to actually help people with PTSD, eating order, uh, eating disorders, um, severe depression. Um, there's a whole list of things that, uh, that these medicines are, are helping people with. And it's, it's, it's really, really remarkable. And in the next, in the next five years, um, I'm willing to bet that psilocybin is going to be, um, medicinally available and hopefully recreational available because right. medicinal available doesn't mean that it's available to everyone. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. One of the uh, one of my favorite parts for me anyway about like mushrooms and like you know shit like that is the ego death. I remember I, I reposted mm-hmm. a reel about that on my, on my story the other day, or they're joking about it. You you literally realize how small and insignificant you are. Yeah. How small and insignificant yeah. your problems are. You see things in a different light, like the appreciation level of oh it. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine how I would be on shrooms because this is how I am, like, naturally. Right, but then, like, the touch, the feel, mm-hmm. the smell, the taste, like, sex. I put holes <gasps> in the wall. <laughs> Uh, like with the same thing, amazing. Lady, the same thing, lady I was telling y'all about last night. Mm-hmm. We had sex on shrooms, put holes in the wall. Like <laughs> it felt, I felt like I was just swimming in her. Like in a, it, it's. Then afterwards, I literally just lied on her stomach and held her for like two hours. It felt like I almost even had a bad trip as well because I we had the bright idea to watch the amazing with the gumball, and you should not watch a two mm. D. It's a two D shaded animated show on a 3D back, realistic background. Oh, wow. Yeah. And behind my TV was just like a black shelf. So it, it oh, made the shoot. TV look like it was floating in my room. Oh, wow. So my That sounds had, fun as fuck. <laughs> yeah, but not when it's like your second time. <laughs> I'm going to uh, the bathroom and all of a sudden I see, <laughs> I see gumball and like... Floating the, in your gumball room. Gumball and fucking the dinosaur Dancing in your room. Just like, I'm like, whoa! How so many then, grams of mushrooms did you take? It was, it was an eighth. Oh, so 3.5. Yeah. yeah, that's a decent amount for I sure. I want to try shrooms a little bit. Yeah, you it's should. So I want to. Oh, but it's, I, it's a I gave opener. Ronnie some. You should <laughs> get I some of I want to try them so you bad. Shrooms? I gave him some. Are you going to give me some? <laughs> oh, my God. I'll wait to see how much I have. Calm down. <laughs> oh, my God. My whole just like everything changed. But, yes, I want to try shrooms. I've always, like how you said, like how you have the ego dead and everything and you just. That's me, like, all the time. Like, I told my mama, like, I know you had one to talk about Kirk Franklin yesterday, but anyways, the reason why I say that is because people were just like, oh, my God, Kirk Franklin, he cussed his son out. And it's like, we're all just human. Like, we're just human. Like, we're creatures. Like, why do y'all think we are perfect beings? Yeah, That's me in the natural. So just imagine me. I, I, I actually seen something on Facebook and look, Facebook and Twitter is like two different worlds. Inter at your own risk. But <laughs> on Facebook, I seen something that said, "I'm so mad that you, Kirk Franklin, because you could have stomped that nigga out." Oh my god! You ain't stomping. You gonna use all them puss ass curse words? <laughs> oh my god! Like what? But oh this man, he clearly he lost. I saw this meme earlier, and it said, "Uh, so Kirk Franklin's 33 year old son." Yeah. Was upset because his dad called him a bitch ass nigga, yeah. and then he proceeded to post 
said conversation on the yeah. internet sounds like an accurate assumption like, if yeah, you ask me. Yeah. Right, you sound like <laughs> you a bitch ass. Like, like, look, look, you're doing exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> you're like, look, you, did, you played with me. Bitch. But back to drugs. Yeah, yes. so we're going to start with the facts first. We're going to start with the facts first, right? So LSD created in 1938, Swiss chemist Albert Hoffman accidentally... <laughs> It was accidental, complete accidental. So five years later, by late 1940s, LSD was being used around the world for psychotherapy. So Simon Shrooms followed Project MK Ultra. This is like a dark side of the uh, that. In the 1950s, the CIA tested mushrooms on unsuspecting Americans in hopes of mind control. Yes. They also were giving it to people who were already in psychosis, which is not a healthy... You have to be a healthy-minded person in order to take a psychotic drug. You can't be in psychosis and take a psychotic drug because you're going to become more psychotic. And so that's what a lot of people need to understand, too, is, like, before you just go start, you know, self-medicating, you know, that you need to know that, like, that you're not in, like, a psychotic, like, like state of, of, of mind I tell people, yeah. you have to be mentally prepared because like anything you feel anything is going to be intensified which is why so, I'm like, not yet taking well, well, so well because like, you, if you go into paranoia super, is a right, real right, thing right. that's you why know? you do micro dosing like for your first time you have to like ease your way into it because you, if you go into a super and she's like I don't know what's going to happen nobody's going to hit when it hits you it's going to smack the fuck out of you Absolutely. and nine times <laughs> you're going to have a bad trip if you take something wrong because I had an uh, instance with a young lady she misunderstood something I said and me, like, I'm thinking it's like, okay. And, and you're probably hours, dying laughing. She's, she's crying, <laughs> right. And she's like crying and weeping <coughs> for hours because she misunderstood one thing I said. She couldn't bring herself back. So it's like one small thing is not for depressed Like, Well, oh also, God, like she saw death. Well, oh also, God. too, but you, what a lot of people need to understand, especially about psilocybin, well, with any hallucinogens, um, you're going to have what's called the purge. And that means that you're going to either start laughing uncontrollably and so you can't stop and or you're also going to start crying uncontrollably. And it's not that you're sad. You're not like like hysterics or anything, but you will literally get emotional at some point and you will just gush tears out of your eyes and you'll sit there and go like, I don't know why I'm crying, but like, I feel like I need to, you know what I mean? And you'll cry and you'll cry and you'll cry and then it's over. And it's called the purge because, oh because well, what it's doing is it's actually releasing, you know, uh, different, um, uh, zapping different serotonin um, receptors. Mm. And so when you emotionally hang on to something, it's there whether you're literally like not thinking about it or not, you're storing it inside of your brain. And whenever you take something like a hallucinogen that's actually meant to purge certain things and help you to realize that, you know, like you don't have to hold on to certain things and whatever else and actually like bring a, a huge level of happiness to you, it's going to have to get some of those things out. And mm-hmm. so, um, so yeah, so the purges are very real. And so, you know, a lot of people, especially when they're on a lot of hallucinogens, um, if you're just microdosing, very unlikely the purge will happen. But when you take a, a considerable amount, like be prepared that you might start crying and or you might start like uncontrollably laughing or you might do both, you know, but you feel really good afterwards. And and remember with psilocybin as well that it's it's a fungus. So technically it's it's poison. So mm-hmm. it could potentially give you some upset stomachs. You know, I've taken mushrooms so mm-hmm. strong before that I've vomited and then I'm like, holy <laughs> 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 
Yeah. If you have to fight, like, the, I, have, I have to fight through the nausea sometimes. It's like yeah. I know it'll pass. Just like let me power through it. Yeah, a lot of people take you know gas X or like antacids and things like that because it can cause a little bit of uh, acid reflux I and or it bubble guts. Helps. Yeah. I've, mixed, I've mixed mushrooms with lemonade before. Like I guess the acidity. I really fucking because of the acidity. Yeah. I have to like every time I take mushrooms, like the next day, I literally have to like. Take the biggest shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, it gives, it gives me bubble guts, yeah, and so like I'll ooh, be I'll be tripping, and I'm like, ooh, I have to go poo, ooh, and then like, so I go on the toilet, and I'm just like, do 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 do, like nothing, and then it's like, and then it's like, and then it's like, oh, nothing comes out, and I'm just like, okay, next, like, can I get up now? Like, can I get up now? Can I go enjoy this now? You've done. Like, I really don't want to sit here in the bathroom and then just fart the whole time. That's really like why I have not had shrooms yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm an emotional. Yeah, and I'm an emotional person, and I don't know what emotion. Yeah, it's beautiful though because yeah. you're not sad. Like I said, right. you're not, you know. But just expect that it could happen, yeah. you know. I and it's friend, and it's very though, common. He didn't listen. Take my advice because I told him he he asked me my advice. So he was he was taking the advice of two people, oh. myself and a friend of ours who is pretty famous on Facebook uh, amongst the West Bank for being reckless. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's, a, he's a reckless person. But Is his name Popeye? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's but, uh, what I was thinking. No, smaller scale. He's, a very, he's a very intelligent dude. He's, he's very educated, but he's, he's like edgelord supreme. So anyway, um, I told him, I'm like, bro, given what you've been going through lately, I don't think, you know, Tripping is a wise choice for you right now. I don't think you'll be able to take it because this is something you have to go into open-minded. You have to be prepared for your emotions, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. He's listening to our friend. Nah, don't be don't be a bitch. Just fucking do it. Like, it's going to be fine. Oh, my God, that's me. A bad, like, tri- a bad trip will do you some good. A bad trip will do you some good. Just you'll deal with the emotions. Oh, I'm like, bro, no. You know that a bad trip does anybody good. So, I'll be like, take these shoes, but guess what? Also... The shot's not going to affect those shrooms yeah, at all. Yeah, feel like you want to ride. So, what uh, happened to him? Nah, he was in the fucking back. He was in his grandmother's backyard freaking out for fucking hours, damn near all night. And the next day he was all, oh, I don't feel real, guys. I don't know if I'm, I might need to. No shit, bitch. <laughs> Why would you listen to right? He didn't so fucking take my advice. I have had a, another friend. He had a bad trip. He said he uh, he had to just fucking lock himself in his bedroom. He said that's the only way he felt safe. Wow. God. Yeah, that's sad. You know, and that's it's it's a great thing too. Like if again, if you're not mentally well and sound, then you definitely don't need to be doing hallucinogens. Um, yeah, and no, and that's the last thing. I'm yeah for sure and also too like whenever you do recreationally do hallucinogens for fun and you do you know a decent amount of them remember that you're firing your serotonins left and right Mm -hmm. and so you're depleting that well yeah and you're also depleting that so the next day you could fall into like some sort of depression or you feel like shit but 5-HTP is a vitamin a supplement that you can get at Walgreens or Costco sells it at the GNC, whatever. And um, what it does is it's a uh, serotonin booster. And so it's, it's going to help to replenish your serotonin a lot faster. And so I usually will take it at night. If I eat mushrooms all day or eat LSD or do ketamine or whatever the case may be, I will take it at night before I go to bed. Or if I forget, I'll take it as soon as I wake up in the morning. And it really helps to, you know, bring those levels back uh, into like working order. So you're not like leaving them depleted. 
I call that autopilot. You know what? It's crazy. Now that you mention that, so I've never noticed, because usually when I do shrooms, it's usually like for a music festival or some shit, because the high from it doesn't last that long, you know, and I can yeah. go back to normal. And because I go right into the next day, like continuing drinking and on that like hype. But mm-hmm. the last day of music fest, I always have to convince myself to go. Holy shit, let's go on serotonin depletion. I've always associated the serotonin depletion with like um, like ecstasy, Molly, and acid. Of course, like when I do LSD, I always so tell MDMA be is high. is a hallucinogen. Um, marijuana is also a hallucinogen as well. Oh. Yeah, it's it's categorized as that. Yep. Damn. So I always tell people, like, when you do acid, you're going to be high. Because it's a mind-altering like drug. 12 to 18 hours, but then you're going to, like... Jesus. Wait, who? For what? Wait, how much acid were you The first time I did acid, I was high for, like, 12 hours. But then, like, wow. the after effects were, like, for, like another 12. It was a pretty big, big sheet. It was just paper. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was, okay. like, uh, I was high for, like, 12 hours. I went to sleep, and the next 12 hours, 12 to 16 hours following, it was going to, like, after effects. Like, I'd just be standing there, and I was like, ha, like it feels good but it's like i told my friends like yeah i needed like a, a half a day to recover i was just like laying in bed yeah just, yeah like, you depleted all your serotonin yeah mm-hmm. i wasn't interested because because when yeah, the I first dopamine all that stuff the first time when it first hits me i laugh uncontrollably mm-hmm. for like at least like 45 minutes to know sure Jesus. i just have to sit down and just like <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so it's, my body tells me drop like i'll be standing up and it's like my body say like oh ronnie get up and dance like i'm dancing it's like ronnie drop on the floor and like the first time oh i did my it God. the when first I, time i did it my friend's friends was there and she was like she's like just do whatever your body tells you she's like don't go against it i was like my body's telling me drop on this floor right now so i'm not gonna listen to it when i take hallucinogens i feel like i weigh 1000 pounds like everything that like you try to like move and it's like so difficult. I was just in Mexico and um, we had this beach day where um, there's a, a, a place there's in Mexico where I go. There's a thousand different beaches because it's a coastal, uh, a really like rocky coastal city. And so um, you have to drive to a quad, a, a four wheeler everywhere you go to the different beaches. And so this particular one has this coral that's right there. And so you just put on your mask and you just swim and, you know, you have your tube and everything and. You just see like thousands and thousands of fish. So we're like, yes, we're definitely going to take acid and go to this beach and hang out for the day. And ended up taking like a pretty big dose, like probably close to like two hits. I've um, never done acid. I would drown. Yeah. I would drown immediately. Yeah. So you've only done shrooms? You've never done no, acid? So I've, done, I've done X, Molly, shrooms, you know, purse, shit like that. But I haven't done acid. Like, yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh my god, it's I'm a beautiful joke. And I don't know the difference, but I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, absolutely. And so it was funny because uh, you know, I swam, was doing all the things, and so I was like, all right, I'm gonna go back to underneath where our little table was and grab a beer and whatever. And so I'm like getting in the sand and like I'm trying to like move. And it's like the sand is yes. literally oh, coming shit. coming up around me and I'm like, okay, I know you can do this. I know you can do this. And like I, I like literally can't out. even pick my foot up. And I'm dying. No, I'm and I'm dying laughing because I mean I'm in, you know, yeah, ankle deep. I'm ankle deep water and yeah, and I'm not scared. I'm just yeah. like I can't move. Like I literally and I'm like looking at my friends like <laughs> I would say I probably would have freaked out because I don't do much around open bodies of water. So yeah. Like, I, this ankle me, deep is deep for me. This picture of me feet planted in the sand? That's good. You're on tripping right I'm now. I'm on shrooms. Yeah. And I, I, was, I was like, I'm going to fall. Because my body Oops, was sorry. saying, Ronnie, body was saying, Ronnie, dance. 
Sorry. And then it was also saying. Oh my god, I remember the question on your face. <laughs> you look like like. It was wow. saying dance, but it was also saying you about to fall over. I so try I to dance when I'm on shrooms or LSD, and I just cannot. I mean, I'm like. <laughs> I was like, I had to just like let my body the how heavy I felt go with the music. Thankfully, I was listening to I was uh, the band Magic. Yeah, I mean, like, I can like get in like a good so groove, cool. like doing like. So you can just <laughs> yeah, fall into the beat anyway. And so I was safe, but then at a certain point, I was like, okay, let's go. So I just had to like drill my feet into it. But let's get on with the boring facts, and then we, I wanted this story is just popped onto my thing earlier. All right, so with scare uh, moving forward after Project MK. MK Ultra moving on into the 60s, psychedelics gave birth to a counterculture or the hippie movement at the time. With it, it was still technically legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with scare politics, horror stories, and the beginning of the war on drugs, it went from experimental to outlaw. You know, it started so with Nixon, moved forward into the, you know, the main era. But it never stopped experimenting. Uh, moving forward into current times, 2011, James Fadiman, he wrote a book called The Psychedelic Explorer's Guide. And so pretty much when people talk about microdosing, nobody really understands like what that means. So his, essentially he broke down microdosing into one-tenth of the recre- recreational dose. So like for me, I would do, I usually do like an eighth. So one-tenth of that, I guess. So they people. also, because they don't have a lot of research on microdosing, they also did a placebo test along with this microdosing test with 190 participants. And the placebo people reported the exact same things that the uh, microdosing wow. like mushroom people did. So basically they were given like a fake dose and they're, it's like mind control. So basically mm-hmm. saying you have the, you can basically control your mind how you wish because they actually thought that they were taking mushrooms and they actually like microdosing in mushrooms and they weren't. So I guess they and got a so, place to the thing they say people only use like a certain percentage of their brain. Right, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, so they, they there's not enough research, but I don't. I definitely know for myself <laughs> that, <laughs> that when I take that dose, I'm definitely in a lot fucking better mood, and it happens like immediately. So right. go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I, was, I think what else? What have I not read? Okay, so yeah, the one tip. So pretty much microdosing, you get all the positivity, the creativity, all that shit, with the uh, without the perception of the mind altering. Right? Sure. So, I ain't gonna lie, the mind altering part is, <laughs> I can separate the two, right? So, mm-hmm. I like diving into my mind when I'm tripping. It's like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. This is so good. Oh, you know, this is why people do this. Like, it, as cliche as it sounds, it really does feel like that. Yeah, for because sure. You, but I also like yeah. seeing like, oh, the fucking tree branches are dancing. Uh-huh. Oh, the wall is vibrating several different colors. Like, oh shit, like your touch is vibrating. Everything is breathing. Right, so yeah. it's like shit. That, like, I love the, that part of it, but I understand like for certain people with like actual anxiety and stuff like that, you know, microdosing would be the, the better thing because if you already suffer with social anxiety, the last thing you want to see oh, is God. a dragon coming out the fucking sky. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, you have to take a lot of hallucinogens to see dragons right, you know, coming out of the, the sky. A lot of hallucinogens, yeah. Oh my god. Well, and that's why too, like that's why people are so scared because they don't want to see. You know, they're like, I'm gonna see demons and this and that. Like nobody sees that shit unless they're already in your head, and you've taken a substantial, like like insane amount of hallucinogens. You know, well, not technically overdose, but you can right, but you can. Yeah. Me and I've had a friend tell me, and I'd have been to her house, big ass house in Mississippi. She was like, I seen demons behind the curtains. 
Wow. Oh. Like they were coming. She was like they were coming. Those out demons are there. Yeah. Like. Yeah. She and I was get like, the house blitz. I was like, oh, I don't want the little shrooms because I don't want to see no demons. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just want. <laughs> Feel good. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine the people that be like fresh on it, like your first time, and you just do a really aggressive amount. Like, why would you do that? That's to what yourself? happens that people get negative, like everything from that point on. It's like it's like when you drink too much of a certain alcohol. You're never every time you smell that alcohol, you see it. You're gonna be reminded of that yeah. experience, right? Oh well, and because of the the stigma that's been attached with psychedelics for so long, <clears throat> excuse me, is that it's gonna make you crazy and it's gonna make you see things. And it's also always been dubbed like the white person's drug too. You know, people of color are just within the past like five, six, ten years have mm-hmm. just started experimenting with psychedelics and you know, psilocybin specifically, and then also getting into ketamine and LSD and things like that. And also doing like experiments like I did with DMT, Um, you know, but it's getting better and it's good, especially like here in New Orleans, I work with the Psychedelic uh, Society of New Orleans, as well as the decriminalized nature um, of New Orleans, which is trying to decriminalize anything that's found in nature. So LSD, um, psilocybin, you know, medicines that actually can help people, marijuana, obviously. Um, and so with that being said, we're, you know, a 65, 62%, you know, black community here in New Orleans. And the problem is, is because it's so still stigmatized, you know, we're just now getting breakthroughs with psilocybin in the medical research worlds and things like that as early of 2019, like was like, that's like yesterday kind of type thing. And so, yeah, so we're right now currently trying to get our black leaders on board with pushing this really, really closely to the whole um, ballot whenever marijuana, you know, Mm -hmm. is going to come into the city, which should be very, very soon that we should also be able to have um, mushrooms available because it could help our communities ex- like in exponential like amounts with mm. people with anger issues and abandonment issues and PTSD from you know growing up you know whichever you know life you know they're growing up like whatever the case may be there's a lot that our community can benefit mm. from from legalizing something like psilocybin and having you know, treatment centers where you can go and actually talk to a licensed psychologist um, about whatever orders, you know, uh, problems that you're having, and then they can actually prescri- prescribe you, um, you know, a psilocybin regimen, so nice. you know what I mean? And and help you to alter it as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's banging. Yeah, that's nice as well. So I'll read this article and then I want you to uh, say, tell us about your experience with uh, DMT on a trip. So this article pilot, psychedelic therapy could reset depressed brain. A powerful hallucinogenic drug known for its part in shamanic rituals is being trialed as a potential cure for depression for the first time. Participants would be given the drug DMT followed by talking therapy. It is hoped this could offer an alternative for the significant number of people who don't respond to conventional pills for depression. Psychedelic assisted therapy might offer long-term relief from symptoms, some researchers believe. A growing body of evidence indicates other psychedelic drugs, particularly alongside talking therapy, are safe and can be effective for treating a range of mental illnesses. This will be the first time DMT is given to people with moderate to severe depression in a clinical trial. Yes. Yeah, clinical trials are so amazing right now, and DMT is starting to make way in that. So they've been doing 
clinical trials for psilocybin for depression and a host of other things actually have them all listed. Um, they've also been doing ketamine um, clinical trials as well for severe depression as well as eating disorders. And they've been doing MDMA therapy, um, which here in New Orleans, they actually did some MDMA therapy trials. And I know two people who um, did it and it uh, saved their life. One is a, a combat veteran um, friend of mine who's a middle-aged white man who's gay, who's in the military when you're not supposed to be gay in the military. Right, right, right. And um, he suffered um, a tremendous loss with um, uh, several of his troop um, people who died so he had survivor's guilt and um he's a psychologist who works with veterans but was highly suicidal himself and you know like very depressed and so forth and so on and so he did the mdma uh, clinical trial studies um, where they do integration therapy as well as the drug therapy and he was able to forgive the army he was able to forgive himself for surviving he was able to um, move all past that and he's still a walking miracle of he's not suicidal anymore and he's able to curb his um, depression and his uh, you know PTSD quakes that happen every so often with um, uh, MDMA, you know, to follow as well. And so it's, it's really like really bomb, beautiful, but I kind of got sidetracked, but, um, the DMT experience. So five MEO DMT, and then you also have like, a, a, I forget, there's a lot of different scientific terms for it, but you have basically like what they consider just regular DMT. And then you have five MEO DMT, which comes from the, um, Serenian, uh, desert toad. And so it's also can be, um, chemically, made uh, in a lab as well, which is how most people get it. Um, that's the one that I did. They call it the God molecule. So basically you have this out of body, uh, close to death kind of type experience. That's the one I mainly know about. Mm -hmm, where you basically, so what happened in the ceremony, and I'll try to make this as quickly as possible, is um, this, we're in Mexico and we have the view of the ocean and we have these seven beautiful um, Hispanic people that are mountain people that you, came down. You can, you can go into detail. Yeah. No, just, like, you, no don't they, rush yeah. your story. No, I, no I'm not going to rush, but I had to, there's a lot of detail. Okay. But yeah, so they came down and none of them speak English, um, which makes it even more interesting. But um, there was two different groups that were going. So me, my friend Tess, who I've been friends with for 23 plus years, and my friend Jenny, uh, who I've been really good friends with for now the past, I think, like three or four years. Um, they were both with me and we got cleansed with um, a sage. Um, and there's this really drummy, trancey music happening in the background. I have videos I'll show you guys after we're done. Um, and they give us uh, this um, tobacco, this powdered tobacco called rape. And they put it in one end of this uh, wooden um, device and they stick it up your nose and they blow it. <laughs> COVID does not exist when you're doing one of these ceremonies. Um, and so they blow it and it goes up your nose and it burns like crazy. But what it does is it's like a, it's like a small, like tiny little sedative that just kind of just makes you feel like really just not nervous anymore and just kind of settled or whatever, because they want you to be able to intake the medicine and have the most beautiful experience possible. And so we do the rape and we give that some time and they give us these breathing uh, treatments that we do like before, uh, these breathing exercises rather that we do before uh, we take the medicine and all three of us took the medicine at the same time. So you basically have this, what looks like a crack pipe essentially with this crystallized um, 5-MeO on there 
and um, the, they, you know, get, have the torch lighter, <laughs> and they tell you, <laughs> they, they tell you that they want you to breathe it in as deeply as you possibly can, hold it, and then exhale it, you know, as deeply, and they want you to do this three times or until the medicine is gone. Um, I know that I made it to the second time. Um, apparently, my medicine was gone because they would like they my friend didn't finish hers so they went and kind of blew it up her nose as she was like laying there um and they didn't do that to me so i'm guessing but uh um with the five meo dmt you see fractals and so think of like a kaleidoscope and so there's all these like geometric signs and so there's a a part where you're going like you feel like you're kind of like going through this portal and then you like end up somewhere and a lot of people don't remember i was able to pretty much remember almost my entire experience um, when I took the first hit with anything in life, I always close my eyes when like, I'm a little bit scared and like, eventually I knew my eyes were going to be closed anyway. So like I took the hit and closed my eyes and I don't think I, I opened them back up until I was like in the middle of my, like my zone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I opened my eyes and all these people were dancing around and they were like clear and like staticky, like zzz, like weird. And I was like, oh, okay, no, I'm gonna close my eyes again. And so, but I, I felt so incredibly grateful and so blessed. Like the best way I could describe it is that was on the best ecstasy you've ever eaten in your entire life. Like I was on the floor, like <laughs> I'm laying down and I was like touching my face. And like, I, I remember all of this. And when I woke up, so, so the actual like heavy part of the experience was only about six to seven minutes where I was really, really high and had my eyes closed and was like in a different dimension. Now also too, because I knew what I was doing, I went in with intentions because I knew mm-hmm. they call it as you have a, they, it's a spiritual reset, a spiritual awakening where you can go in and you can request and, and, and set certain intentions and come out with that. And I will tell you, be careful of what you ask for because whenever it's your turn to show up to do the work, it's a lot harder than, than I anticipated. But my intentions that I went in with was <clears throat> to love myself more because I treat myself very, very badly. Um, I put people's needs in front of mine constantly and I'm always last at getting what I want from other people. And so I wanted to treat myself better and take better care of myself and love myself more. So I'm attracting the right kind of people in my life because I've been attracting people who take advantage of me because I do too much for them. Mm -hmm. And so I also, with that, wanted to rid myself and what I like to call trim the fat of people who are currently in my life that are not servicing anything of my greater purpose they're just there. Mm-hmm. I'm servicing a lot for their greater purpose, but they're not in exchange. So I knew I needed to come home and kind of trim some fat and get rid of some people, which people that I love, you know, right. whether they're, you know, like not providing whatever I need from them or not, it still hurts and it's still hard. And so um, I also, so I, that was my intention going in to love myself more, to trim the fat, 
Um, and, um, to just like, just to feel good about myself again, I have a lot of insecurities. And so, which is funny because a lot of people who know me are like, yeah, right. And I'm like, no, I seriously do like have a shit ton of insecurities. And so I want to just, you know, part of like loving yourself more is like just being more secure about yourself and being okay with your flaws and so forth and so on. And so I didn't, whenever I woke up the whole, like, Like I said, the whole like crazy part of it was about six to seven minutes, but the waking up part was a good, probably six or seven minutes. I just laid there and my vision was still like super like fractally and like fuzzy and stuff like that. And I was just like, wow, like that was, that was really crazy. And I couldn't quite like grasp what had just happened because I knew something happened, but I wasn't really quite sure what just happened, even though I knew exactly what just happened. I knew I just smoked 5-MOTMT and I, you know, things like that. So I wasn't confused, but I couldn't quite feel it. And probably like the next day or the next morning, I was like, holy shit. Like, so I felt, so I kind of like feel like this, like part of my body is like my soul. And a lot of times it gets like super dirty and dusty and dark and it just doesn't feel good. And about a day later, I started to feel this insane like breeze that was flowing through like this part of my body. And I could visually see like my soul was clean and there wasn't clutter and it was bright. And I was just like, holy shit, like I literally just got rid of whatever it was that I was holding on to. And like, it's I'm clean again. Like I get to start over, you know what I mean? I get a new, a new, a new fresh start to be able to focus on myself the way that I want to. And I don't have anything holding me back. I don't have any of those emotional ties that were holding me down before holding me back anymore. And so now that I've come back home, I've had to own my promise and keep it up to myself and I've had to like you know clean the closet a little bit and it's been very emotional but it's been very fulfilling and I feel the best I've ever felt I am doing I'm getting out of bed as soon as I wake up in the morning which is not something that I usually do I usually (laughs) lay there for several hours and like just get into like this crazy headspace and you know that's where all the depression and everything like that and so like I just feel like I feel like a brand new person and um, it's amazing. Like it's it's literally like one of the it it changed my life. It, It seriously changed my life. And then the one that I'm doing tomorrow. So tomorrow I'm doing just regular DMT crystals. And so DMT. So the difference is the five MEO, you have less visuals and you have more of that spiritual awakening and guidance. Is it the God particle and the spirit? Well, so it's known as it's known as the it's it's known as the the the, the, yes it's known as the the God molecule or the spirit molecule. But they they use God in like a loose term because the God could be anything. You know what I mean? That could be the universe. You know, like whatever the case may be. And so the DMT um, is where you're gonna basically go through different layers um, and break through a different to a different dimension. And so the, the Terrence McKenna's brother talks a lot about this on his podcast, um, where he's, you know, people are like, these entities will come to you. And if you set intentions for yourself, they'll ask you like, basically like, what's up? Like, what is it that you intend to do? Um, Nikolai Tesla, who obviously is a genius scientist, um, created in most things in his head when he was on DMT and then would actually expel them to the real world when he would like wake up. Um, geniuses and people like 
finds things inside their brain. And when you do it, so, so most people don't realize the serotonin in our brain, we're only usually firing. We have about like 14 receptors that are available to us. And we usually only fire like one or two of those, even in the highest like dopamine, you know, enraged thing. When you're on DMT, you're firing about a half a dozen of them. And so you're, you're hitting parts of your brain that are untouched and receptors of serotonin that are completely untouched. And so you're able to talk to your brain and to your entities and to these things, because people often say, are these entities real? When it's just like, well, I don't know, are they? You know, right. like it's, it's, it's in your brain, you saw them, you had a conversation with them, right. was it real to you, you know? And so it's just like, they don't know if they're from another dimension or if it's just what's in your brain, you know? It's, it's wild. It's so, it's so wild, so but it's so beautiful though. Yeah. Like, and it could help so many different people that I know. Yes, was tuned in, boy. She set up like <laughs> it is something yeah. to say. Because when I was watching it, Yaz's face was like this. That's some glasses, the new glasses. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> she can see now. I, oh my God, can I? But no, I, um, I love drugs. <laughs> they really do help with certain situations. Yeah, and these are such medicines too. They're you know yeah. like to call them even drugs is not even fair because they it's really truly is medicine. Yeah. I mean, well, I love whatever they are. <laughs> and they love you, goo. I mean, me I always care. felt like everything we needed kind of was already here. Yeah. Why do we have to like go in a lab and create something and then dish it out to all these people and be like, let this help with your pain, let this help with your like? So with that, so how do you feel? Every away from pharmaceuticals, how do you feel about we can segue into how do you feel about legalizing hard drugs? I'm all for it. That's none of my business. <laughs> do what do what works. I, because like how y'all were talking earlier about shrooms, and I like it goes back to like the ego that like I'm really one of those people like. Everything was already here for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, these medicines have been being used since the yes. beginning of time. And then since the, the beginning of, of time, like we're all creatures of the land. There's so many different versions of us, and people be like, "Oh, that dude crazy," and it's like, "Is he crazy or?" Are you Maybe you Not just yeah. maybe mm -hmm. you just ain't tapped into, you know, that situation, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just so much stuff so like to hear about like hard drugs being right. like legalized it's like man do that this is what so, we need like about, so here's how about you do it and see and, and see that's what i be saying like well people want to be so judgy but how about you just do it one time well and here's the facts right here so there's more deaths associated with prescription medication than every other drug combined talking about cocaine crack heroin everything combined there's more people oh. there's more deaths associated with pharmaceutical drugs so fuck That's yourself crazy. legalize it and let people make the choice themselves oh, and this yeah. is what happens when you legalize it and you can go to cities like oregon and i'm really proud of new orleans too because you guys may not be aware of this but we have um we have free um crack pipe distributions free needle distributions um things like that because when you le when you That's legalize good things like drugs first of all you can get people the help that they need right. um you're not just throwing them in jail for 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 having drugs on them also too the you can actually get supplies to them much much more readily and so therefore you have safer drug usage yep. you can go to places and get your drugs tested um for Carl Hart was saying that. Different for fentanyl <clears throat> 
That's beautiful. Fentanyl, things like that. Um, and so that way you're not going to die from those drugs. So you can make sure that like you're taking the, the dose and they can actually like um, give you a safe space to actually do the drug as well. And so that way, if oh you do um, overdose, there's, you know, medical staff and so forth and so on, which they won't, which they wouldn't allow you, but it's, it's just a safe place. And people are like, people are like, well, that's, you know, that's absurd. And it's just like, well, people are going to be doing drugs no matter what. People who choose might to do well hard drugs, you might as well have it. a safe space and then you don't have to worry about disease being spread and needles being dropped on the ground you know like i don't i don't know about y'all but like in central city where i am there's the heroin needles everywhere and so it's i've seen them walking uh every now and then so it's like living in mid city you know go to some like nice area shady area shit really fucking fucked up areas it's like depends on where i'm walking like depends on where i'm walking it depends it'll tell you if i have my noise canceling headphones or my airpods in (laughs) <laughs> if I need to be aware of my surroundings uh, or not. But I mean, I guess it like wraps up everything um, on like legalizing hard drugs. I've been a proponent of like, mind your motherfucking business. Yeah. If someone is able to maintain their responsibilities and their day-to-day life and they're not a, a hazard or a harm to themselves or others. Mind your business. Mind your <laughs> fucking business. Yeah. Absolutely. But Dr. Carl Hart, he's, um, he's a fucking researcher at mm-hmm. Yale or some shit. Yeah. Yep. So he's a recreational heroin user and he wrote a book is drug use for grown-ups chasing liberty in the land of fear mm. so it's, it's pretty I much like it's it. like it's and i talked about it last week i love charlamagne the guy you, you listen to uh, that it was i love charlamagne the guy but how he approached the conversation with this with this man it was like he was attacking him and it's like especially with black people we all have this idea of the, the neighborhood crackhead and stuff like that like oh that's the drugs did that it was all the drugs fault. We never blame the person for their decision making. We never asked right. what caused the person what and Charlamagne kept associated with trauma. There's a difference between someone who resorts to drugs due to trauma mm-hmm. and they use it as an escape and sometimes that would result in them, you know, sure. sometimes being an addict and shit like that. So sure. we never focus on that. We just only focus on, oh, that's them drugs. That's them drugs and shit like that. So the whole part of Dr. Carl Hart's you know, research and like him writing his book, it's for grown-ups. Like, and that's what he kept emphasizing. If you are able to maintain your day-to-day life, you are main, financially able to maintain, like socially able to maintain. Oh my gosh, I should totally do more drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with heroin, you can, if, as long as your heroin's clean, you can actually live on heroin for the rest of your life. It's Heroin's not a killer. It's it's overly using it. Can you obviously mm-hmm. kill you? And I mean, I'm, I'm not doing no heroin. But let me tell you something. If I, like, get, like, cancer or something like that, and, like, you right. know, like, know. you know, like, if I can get my <laughs> shit tested and make sure, like, am I scared right. of no heroin? <laughs> but he did, he did speak on that, too. He said in other countries, uh, outside of, like, the testing spots, he said, uh-huh. like, even street dealers, they can drop off a small percentage of whatever they're selling Get it tested, make sure it's clean so they're not killing people. Yeah. So even street drugs are safe every, in other every, countries. It works for everyone. You're high, I'm paid, we're doing right, You girl. have a great day. Yeah. Well, and that's what's going to be, you know, I hate I hate to like even have to like legalize shit because that means the government's going to get their filthy little fucking hands mm-hmm. in it. Yep. And so, you know, but it's, it's, it's a good and a bad. Like obviously, like I said, there's definitely pros and cons to everything. And, you know, that's the one thing I just hope that we're able to, at least with Nate, naturistic drugs um mm-hmm. able to keep them 100 percent naturistic and um and not have you know 
uh, big pharma come in and start like right. you know charging people. That's why they just need to be all they need to be decriminalized. Right. Really and you know, so that way you just can't get in trouble for them. Yeah. So before we start talking about the fun part. Oh, we haven't talked the fun part. Oh, I said we don't talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, sex baby. Sex. 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 Did you bring something you yes, want? Yes, and that was your I moment. You that was your moment to sneak your moment. Of course, you can give you time to like plug everything. Talk about. Talk about. Um, yeah, topics, no, I mean, no, all of, no, all of these things are the things that, um, I wanted to talk about, but real quick before we segue, I wanted to say that, um, in 2019, the FDA did name psilocybin the breakthrough, um, therapy. So we're going to make really, really good headway with that, with as far as the, the food and drug administration that, and they suck ass too. Um, but, but they're, but they're at least recognizing now, you know, the benefits and things like that. And also too, in 2019, John Hopkins created the center for psychedelic of conscious and conscious research um, exploring uh, psilocybin research for addiction and alcoholism um, as well as um, other diseases like um, eating disorders and things like that which, which is really of, fucking groovy I just forgot one of my uh, notes too Dr. David Arizzo is a clinical psychiatrist at Imperial College of London so instead of doing clinical trials with uh, psilocybin and LSD and self-event he just started doing naturalistic surveys when he's just talking to people taking insider stories and just like a little safe zone and stuff like that. I forgot to read that. Thank you for, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so two different sources that I love. Obviously, Maps is a great source. And then also Very Well Mind is a dot com that you can go to and get a lot of resource um, from them as well, which is bomb dig. That's awesome. Right, so there's a story that I heard like last week somebody mentioned it and it was just like passed. I was like, hold on. I was like, that'd be perfect to talk to man about. So <laughs> all right, let me pull up the article. Do you guys want me to tell you my wildest sex experience that I had just recently, which yes. topped my life. So I'm forty two years old and I've already had um, some really amazing sexual experiences in public places and things like that. Um um, but I, my most recent one, I topped the, uh, the charts and I had sex, um, on a four wheeler while I was driving and my friend was behind me and I wore a little dress and no panties and we had a 10 minute ride through the mountains, um, where we passed people and things like that. Like we were not alone. And we fucked for uh, a good eight of those 10 minutes um, going through the mountain as I was driving the four wheeler. And because it's a bunch of mountains, they also have a bunch of speed bumps. So uh -huh. every time you have to go uh -huh. over the reductor, which is the speed bump, it's called in <laughs> Espanol. Uh, we're like, reductor. But it was nice, though, because, um, you know, so, so I was driving. And of course, I had, you know, just like my ass out like this. And it was nice because he was holding on to the cage like behind it. And he was able to like, you know, right. thrust like this. I can't do it in this chair that I'm in, but he was able to get some thrusting on. So it was fucking badass banging. It was awesome. That's so that is fire. Yeah. The only story. <laughs> it is. That damn. I need to live my life more. Um. <laughs> so this is a story that came out. It's still early. We're not clear on all the details, but the timeline timeline is slowly awakening to the news that an OnlyFans threesome went terribly wrong. A woman apparently tweeted oh, and deleted yes. details regarding the act that ended with her male partner mm, getting the mm, other woman mm. pregnant and Twitter is still trying to understand the hows and How the you lies. let that happen? How you let that happen? Because I'm all down for a threesome and if it, if it's my man... 
And I'm not saying it out of like you have to. Wait, you said OnlyFans, so they were recording it. They recorded mm-hmm. it, so okay. they did it. They were doing it for the content. So her tweet, so Twitter account, it's winter. So they're just basically winter. irresponsible. Yep, and that's the whole kind of the bigger part of the conversation, right? So it's like if you're doing this do some shit, I feel like if you're doing something like that, especially for content creation, you should only be doing something you have experience in. At least enough experience to do the, uh, the research and the proper take the proper precautions. If you're not going to use condoms, make sure you know somebody's on birth control. Make sure everybody's safe and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, duh. So like you can only like, ejaculate like, with me. If you're why are we talking it. about this in 2021? Like, it's, like if this it, is the fucking stupidest. If it's my man. Like, you ejaculate this week. Right. That's, that's <laughs> the first thing somebody said. I mean, it, was like, it was like, yo, this man, you finished with her? Like, that was the, the question. Like, I understand you can definitely get off because my friend fine as fuck. However, you're Finish my me, man. Right. So, yeah. let's just be safe. That's a, a lot of couples do have that rule. Um, Like, for people who have Keep swingers and, and, you know, have multiple partners and things like that, they want to always make sure that their man finishes with them. Yes, pour your baby um, gravy on this. Yeah, I'm like, I get that come all the time. You can have a girl. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you can clean it up. Thanks. <laughs> Did you say you had uh, a... You, oh, yeah, you were trying to tell me a story earlier. Yeah, as I said, save it. Oh. Was that the first time you did anal or some shit? Yeah. Uh, get close to the mic. <laughs> so, the first time I did anal was actually like a horse thing. Like... <laughs> well, that doesn't sound pleasurable at all. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it kind of was. But it was like me and my ex was fussing, and like we fucked in his grandma house. And Mama, Damn, she got that booty. She got that booty on grandma. Right? Like, like, we have to know the setting was at grandma mom. I'm like looking like at the flowered a- linen right now. <laughs> no, because y'all was fucking on the plastic cover, no. <laughs> the No, against the door. Oh wow. And her room was across. Oh lord, so, child. She's hearing this, but so she, y'all just knocking. She thinking we up in there fussing because she like she knew we would like we used to go out and we was like always at at odds. So she thought we was just in, in there fussing. And y'all but the whole fucking. Time, I was in there begging for dick. And he was like, "Alright, you want some dick? You want some dick?" Like, <laughs> he put it in the bun. He put it in my ass. And it was like, I take that. Yeah, it was like a good experience. I was and like, it just went up on in there. No, it was you know of course it was like kind of like eased up in there was like you want some dick. Ooh. I've never done anal. Oh. I've never received anal. Because the only time, the only time I've tried it, like with the chicks I've tried it with, I did like one or two, you know, like actual pumps. And like, they're like, no, it hurts, it hurts. And it just, it never came about it's again. It's such a slow, like, going like, process. Like, you can yeah. like, eat. Like, well, you and you need to clean. Shit, yeah, right? you got to do a bunch of cocaine and clean out your booty hole. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's the fastest way. I mean, facts. Uh, besides, <laughs> um, you lo- use a little bit of the cocaine to put on your booty hole itself. Um, Wait, does that really work? Yeah, it numbs it. But it also can numb your penis, which could be a bad thing because you need that penis to be super hard. Super hard, which is why I like to, if I'm going to do anal, I like to plan it. I like to use my butt plug throughout the day, like keep it in there so that way my stuff's nice and like open. So do you have like a cute butt plug or it's like... No, it's just, I mean, I it's, it's, it's purple. purple. It's purple. I do have a butt plug. So you have a butt plug, which is still never the name baby steps okay. yeah of course but a lot of Absolutely. people think that's weird they're like you have a butt plug which you haven't done ain't no it's not no, that you, i'm out here you take a thumb up the ass when you're getting hit from the back of course you're you're preparing your butthole yeah, that's, that's great my favorite. No, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like, why, but you also have to have the right partner 
Yes, and I love when Future came out with that song. He was I'm like, gonna stick I my thumb in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, my little butt plug. I mean, I have to. We have to communicate more. Yeah. It's been a minute. But it's it's a it's a great tool if you're gonna plan, and I think that anal should always be planned. Like in my opinion, I like, needed to be. Planned. I, I, I didn't think it was planned in his head. It just was planned. Yeah, you. Yeah. You because I mean, like, like I mean, dude is like a real thing. Like, I don't want to do it on your on your. Yeah, dude. I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, you gotta be honest. But, like, whoa. But bro. but it's gonna happen if you try to surprise me with anal. Like, surprise! I'm gonna seek your dick. No, wait. I, okay, but going in your own risk. That's what I'm saying. Go in your own like, risk, and, you, and you're probably gonna get doo doo on it. I'm sorry <laughs> to say. Like she likes anal, yes, but like I used to stick my, my thumb in her ass when I hit her back, and I would always have shit on my thumb. And it's like I wouldn't get upset about it because like you play with fire, you're gonna get burned. Yeah, sure. But I'm not sticking my dick in there. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want that on my penis. No, that's like gross. Your that would feel t- oh my god. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, one day maybe my time will come. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, and like I said, it has to be with the right partner. A guy has to really know what he's doing, um, you know, to give anal. Yeah. Um, you can't just go Jamish and shove it up people's asses. And, I feel like certain it, positions is much more comfortable than others. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like to, I like to um, lay on my back. And I like to put a pillow underneath my butt to kind of lift me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I like him to go in kind of missionary style, but through the booty hole. Um, <laughs> yeah, booty it's hole. a booty hole. That is a booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> we all said it loud. But, um, yeah, maybe one day. But yeah, and it, and it has to be like it has to be a slow going process too. Yeah. But yeah, once that shit's in there, like I like to do a little DP, and um, then that I mean, you come in like well for me, I come Man, in like. What? <laughs> That's why I kept telling you I was like, it feels so good, like it's a, such a DP actually feels better than just regular anal because the con- you're not concentrating as much on the anal part, and you're actually uh, you're more relaxed. You're focusing a little bit more on your vagina. I also like I'm a big proponent for MDMA, like anytime I'm doing sex like I always I, I'm a very very sexual person and so I have lots of just random sex with lots of random people and if I've never slept with you before and I don't know if it's going to be good or not like I'll just do a little bit of MDMA because no matter what I'm going to feel good right you're still going to so enjoy it sucks you know then I'm still going to at least like feel good right. and then if it's great sex then I'm going to feel real motherfucking good um, but yeah, but I like to do, um, you know, if I'm going to do anal, like I definitely like to do like something that's going to relax me, maybe like a little GHB or a little ketamine, maybe a little MDMA, you know, a little, a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, a fucking But all very small amounts, all very safe amounts. The booty hole. <laughs> you know what I yeah. learned about like my reemerge, my recent reemergence onto the dating scene? Oh, what have you learned so quickly? I Ooh. like, I like receiving instruction. So oh. it's like doing, and I feel you like tell a lot me this of, part. right, right, because I was saving it for what she was saying. Mm. So it's like, uh, I, I know my crown. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I was going down on her and shit, and remember I told you before, this is someone I slept with in the past. And it's mm-hmm. like, I've always gotten the same reaction, and I always encourage people, and I told my brother, called my brother on it. Just one thing that works for one will not work for the other, you know? Sure. Like, Big I used to always get these reactions, good reactions from her in the past, but it doesn't necessarily mean it was at the peak enjoyment, right? So I'm going down on her this time, and she's like, I like it this way. She's like, no, I like it this way. She's Ooh, like, right there, and it feels good, but I like it this way. Yeah. And she's like, and I'm like, ooh. Like, at first, when she first told me, it was like a little bit, it was like an ego punch. Like, at first, because I 
always tell myself I pride myself on communication and responding to like the body mm-hmm. and like and stuff like that. But there was, there, I guess that was something I was missing. And at first I was like, <clears throat> but I'm missing. <laughs> and then it was like things elevated from there because I was like, all right, let's get this shit going. And the connection. Because right, now every, she's turned on. Now you're turned on. Yeah, she feels good. I usually just respond to like the moaning, like the physical, uh, you know, signals you get. But with that, it's a, it adds a different layer to it because, like, when you hit that spot, it's like, no, right there. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. It's a no, different bitch, don't level move. of like. Don't move. That's like when when chicks be like, oh yeah, right no. there when you hitting and the dude dude start going faster. Why? They I just told you right, right there. there. Don't yeah. just keep this rhythm. Keep this position. Rhythm just right, right here. Rhythm, position, move. Yeah, when right yes. there is spoken. Rhythm, position, move. Yeah. Everything needs to be maintained. Yeah, communication in the bedroom is is it's a huge huge proponent and mm-hmm. something that's it's so and 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 I and I blame a lot of women too for not yes. speaking up about what their desires and their needs are. And I know that I fall victim to that just because I'm a giver. So <clears throat> I find myself giving too much and not not expecting a lot. But then I'm also like, I will, like, if I'm sitting there sucking your dick and you're just, just sitting there, right. I'll grab a hand, touch my titty, touch my head, Please, touch something. something. You know what I mean? It like, me. yes, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, and, you know, it's like, I, you know, I tell my, my most recent, my most recent partner, you know, he was a little bit of a stingy fuck boy and I was just like uh, yeah and I was like um excuse me like I I, I I want my dick to be touched too okay Man. like <laughs> my dick loves to be stroked can you Come send stroking now. it yeah. please like but I just don't have time for stuff like that anymore like yeah, I need yeah we grown you won't feel good I won't feel good so look what we gonna do is yeah is that's strong. right but a lot of people argue that uh communication ruins the spontaneity of the moment and I really disagree with that because I feel like it makes it more intense Sure. Uh, but with that also comes with stop making, like, stop making talking about sex so taboo. Right. Like, it really should just be, like, talking about the weather. Like, I will literally talk about sex with anyone. Oh, my like, God. Me, too. Yes. Like, let's me too. Talk about it. So even if, if it could be the first day, if you're going with somebody the first day, and I was saying about this before, I if I really like you, I probably won't want to have sex on the first day. That's just because I want that anticipation to build. Sure, absolutely. But even if we still have that conversation, I know what I can and can't do. That way, mm-hmm. we're not awkwardly stopping. Like, is that okay? Oh no, don't touch me there. Oh no, don't do that. You know, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, before right. you sleep with somebody, the conversation has to be had. As far as like, I'm pretty much a no no fucks giving. Like, I'm not gonna let you get my booty hole on the first night. No way in hell. Yes. That's a that's a pre planned like a, a special attention kind of type thing. But I'll pretty much, I'm down for whatever. And so I like to be slapped. I like to be choked. I like to, like, whatever. And I will let you know in the moment if it's too hard or too much or if I want more or less or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But not let it have be so structured either. Yeah. But in the beginning, I will let you know, like, hey, I'm pretty much down for whatever. So, you know, like, you feel free to, to you know, like, basically do what you want. That's wanna. another thing. That's I a just, beautiful I just thing. had flat legs. I remember being told, you can bite harder. Mm-hmm. You can squeeze harder. I like right there. I'm like, I mean, that's that, 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 sexy as I'm fuck. about to say, yeah, that heightens everything because it's like knowing you. warm in here talking about sex. Knowing you giving that person pleasure is like their body's going to react to it. And so you're like, how are they going to react? Is she just going to cream? Is she going to squirt? Like, you like. Oh, that's ooh, another thing. When I bust this pin, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Candy going to be everywhere. I have 
to I have to warn my you partners. Get excited. I'm a I'm a squirter and I have to like warn people like it's it, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get you with this bless you with this baptize you with this love juice. That's why I like giving head so much. And that's why I tell people if I can't suck your dick, I really don't wanna sleep with you. I, I feel if I can't eat you out, I don't I, I like giving head because it's like, oh, he bought the boss. Like I, I yeah, but you gotta I, be careful with some men. You give them too good a head, and then they can't fuck. They make them come, and then they can't fuck. Because this is how like I like, like, I like, like oh, no, the you better get, you better got five minutes, okay, like, to get I that like motherfucker back up. Oral go sex back in the forth. beginning, yeah. and then kind of just I, we could go all day. We so could do like yeah. oral yeah. sex in the beginning, then we could do a little. Song. That's what I do. That's I switch, go back and forth because it extends it, right? Yeah. So I, you, I'm usually the initiator, so I'll start with the chick, foreplay, do all that. I go down on her. I usually aim. I've, I'm very fortunate. I usually date women who can have multiple orgasms, so therefore it makes how I. I'm I'm low key. I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm a minute dude, a minute man, but my dick is really really sensitive. So if I'm really really into you and mm-hmm. we having sex, I'm gonna bust. So, yeah, which is I fine mean, as long as, good, as, long like, as you I can mean, get back up again. Exactly. Yes, yeah, and yes. I'm not gonna clown on you because you you. I'm gonna say okay. That's fine. Let's play around, and then you, right. you know, we I'll, just preheat this up again. No, but it's okay. That's yeah. why I go back and forth. I start. I usually, you know, make sure the girl gets hers from oral because even if I can't provide, I will never come from people. oral sex. Really? I'm absolutely oh fucking gosh, not. No, really? absolutely not. I started. I started. I found my stepfather's back massager, which they now are called Hitachi wands. Um, <laughs> when I was like eight or nine years old, and I don't know what made me think to put that thing on my cooch coo. Oh, so this- but but I started using clitoral vibrators on my clitoris when I was eight or nine, ten years old mm. and never looked back and I would literally lay in bed all summer long and have orgasm after orgasm after orgasm after orgasm like 30 in a day I guess so somebody yeah so yeah so, uh, yeah so I mean Absolutely. I, I like oral sex it's great it feels good but you will never ever ever because let me tell you that that vibration I'm a huge uh, fan of that like I'll use like vibrating cock and stuff anything sure. I use to assist like sure. our finger shit like that toys are great exactly. yeah so guys should not be like intimidated like, by toys at all you look niggas get a cock ring um, <laughs> like I'm saying, it's like get a cock ring, um, get some massage oil, get candles, real candles, um, get some handcuffs, real handcuffs. I broke the last pair I had. Uh, rope is a little bit better than and then handcuffs. I would do I would okay. do like more like shibari rope and things like that. They do. You can get the kit on eBay. I ain't gonna lie. You can get that grown up stage. You can get like the under the bed ropes. It goes under your mattress. You can put, like, put them into your mattress. Find multiple people, right. girl. You ain't gotta find one. You gotta find a bunch. It goes right, right outside the top and the bottom of the bed. Yeah. And then you good. I was super lucky though. I grew up in a very closed mind and my parents taught us that you don't have sex until you get married because it's gross and it's bad and like whatever else. And so I started having sex when I was 13 because I was like, you know, it was so bad. Like, let me just try it out for myself. I'm going to hell anyway. And yeah, I'm going to hell anyway. That's for damn sure. I'm leading the parade, y'all. Right. Sex is not going to send me to hell. It's way worse shit that I've done than sex. And so like, I was always just like super sexual person to begin with anyway. So, but like the guys I was having sex with were not, it was not fulfilling and that's the one thing I told my stepdaughter that I was like look if you can have sex whenever you want like mm-hmm. that's totally up to you I can't tell you that you can't because you're gonna do it anyway but what I will tell you is wait until your body matures because I had so much sex when I was younger that 
I, I was like, I was literally just like a thing laying on the ground, just like getting stabbed with a dick. You know, it was like, it was nothing. And I had all this sex when I was young to get these guys to like me or whatever. And I was just like, gosh, this is so fucking lame. And it wasn't until I found my own body and like found out like what worked for me and things like that, that I was like, oh, wow, this is what sex is really I've, supposed to I've be about. Recently, see, I don't know what happened. I guess when I turned 25, I felt like I was grown. So my birthday was in December. And I've said that. I'm like, I'm so glad that I waited to do so much shit until I got like... Ready for oh it. yeah, but your body has to mature, and you have to you have to find you know to explore yourself. I'm and talking stuff about like the and... simplest shit, like getting my titties pierced. Oh y'all didn't know that I got my titties pierced. What? Like, like, my re pierced. I want to show like, you my scar tissue since uh, I know you, you know a lot about like tattoos. My scar. I want to show you my scar tissue and tell you tell me if I should get these re pierced. Got it. I was just like I'm so glad I waited because for the longest I used to go back and forth like I'm gonna get them pierced. I'm not gonna get them pierced. I'm getting pierced, and then I just let the idea go forever. And I'm so glad I waited till I was like 25. Because, I mean, you think about the simplest shit. Like, I want these bitches to be cute, so I'm going to take care of them. Like, it ain't going to be like, the, girl, don't do that shit. Because you got to wait for them to heal. Well, I know that I'm a grown woman. Like, I can wait right, six right, months right. to have cute titties. I always wanted yeah. industrial, but my ears are so tiny, I feel like it's going to look funny. So, yeah. I would say that, like, definitely people out there, if you're young and you listen to us and you out there fucking wait till, wait, wait to get you. Yeah, yeah I mean, wait till you get you a good grown And wait till the guys can get, wait till the guys can get mature enough to, to, to understand, so you, like, what a woman. <laughs> body's about and I was also like really blessed when I was 19 years old I met my friends Bob and Tess who own the biggest swingers um, you know group we do sell out cruises we do sell out beaches sell out hotels sell out like conventions like it's insane and so I was put into this very sexual very open nudist uh, BDSM world at the age of 19 and like I didn't even know what a fucking swinger was like I just like knew that they were dancers you know like right. <laughs> that was the wrong kind of swinging um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, but I'm a smart chick so I figured it out real quick and you know I was 19 years old the first time I ever went to an all nudist like resort and I'm like prancing around in my little tiny ass 110 pound body with a bikini on and I'm like oh my god I feel absolutely ridiculous that I'm wearing this bathing suit because not one person had on like clothing <laughs> and so I ended up like the like ended up just taking off all my clothes and then like my friends were having to like literally like pin me down and put clothes on me by the time we ended up leaving the resort because oh I was like I don't want to wear clothes ever again oh, and wow. so like now I vacation nude as much as I possibly can and I'm like literally like a proponent I do the naked bike ride every single year I actually oh, hosted, I really want to do that yeah I hosted I my own like me and my friends like like just get naked when we just hang out together and it's just like it just like such a natural thing okay but because i've been around so many sexually charged events and so many sexual people i've really learned so much about my and i've done so many like bdsm dominatrix things y'all i got um y'all can you can check me out on um x videos um, as well as uh, Pornhub. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got um, almost a million views on X videos. Um, I know, right? It's for ball busting. And so me and my twin sister literally for an hour slammed this guy's balls with our stilettos and um, we put cigarettes out on them. It, like, I, what is this? Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, I'll give you. I'll give you the link. Uh, if you type in, um, if you type in um, "Red Sisters Ball Busting Video," um, the X videos should come right up. 
Um, and so, yeah, so I've done a lot of dominatrix work before and things like that. And so it just, it's, it comes with the whole maturity of just knowing exactly what you want sexually Mm -hmm. and also demanding it. But I also too, like whenever I sleep with somebody for the first time, I'm not like, you need to do this, 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 and this, and this, you know, no, of course I'll fuck you once. I'll see what you got. You know what I mean? Like with very little direction. And I mean, if you ask me for some direction, I'll give it to you, but I like to fuck somebody and see what they got, you know? And Mm -hmm. then like after, you know, Oh, we want to fuck again. Okay, let's do this. And then like, and then I might start coaching you and you should start coaching me too. Right, Babe, definitely. put your ass up a little bit higher. Oh, put this pill underneath your butt. Like, you know, whatever well, the I case may get, be. Like, I get cues, but I think a cool thing <laughs> about... You have to. As, he, yeah. as he does his hand yeah, like this. Because like, <laughs> these motherfuckers, I get cues, but I think in terms of my own sexuality and like my exploring, I'm still a teenager in that room. I'm still so young. Oh, yeah. I definitely like, feel the such, same way. Right. It's like I'm still just figuring out exactly like what I like, certain kinks and shit. Yeah. So, like, I will literally just get on, like, Pornhub or some shit and just, like, look at certain videos. Like, look at kinks. And it's like you, people always say, how do you know you don't like something you can try? It's like, I know I'm straight because I've looked at gay porn. Like, sure. I, I, like, I've explored every single thing. It's like, I'm like, damn. Like, okay, both those dudes are hot. But this is not... Sexual, right? Like it's not. It's sexy, but not sexual. Sure. Like I've I've watched pretty much any type of kink you can watch because I want to know exactly what I like. Like I watched this hardcore, like super grit, like super aggro shit. I love that shit, bro. When you (laughs) also don't have to put yourself in a box either, because I mean, just like with anything else in life, you're ever changing. So just because you like anal one period in your life doesn't mean you're going to like anal for your entire life and it doesn't mean that you're going to like your dick sucked this way or that way or you know like Mm -hmm. whatever you're going to be ever changing so just keep an open mind about it and don't ever compartmentalize what you are if people are like oh are you this 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 or that i don't know depends on what fucking day of the week it is you know so i say i said that before and last i forgot to talk about it because we had like literally so last week all of our guests was like lgbtq community Mm -hmm. we got to talk about like sexuality is such a spectrum and I've told people before, I don't believe there's no one that's 100% sh- anything. No. Especially 100% straight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, naturally, if you sit in a group of all, like, black dudes, Hispanic dudes, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, hold up, hold up. I'm, I'm, I know I'm fucking straight. I was like, okay, dude, let me put it in, in terms you can understand. Your, your partner comes up to you. He's fresh haircut, looking dressed, blah, blah, blah. The first thing is like, damn, you're looking fly, looking good, huh, son? Translation. You're looking real handsome, bro. Like, sure. I find I'm seeing that you are a handsome man. You're no matter what, no matter what fucking drain you put that through. Your eyes else. are meant to see beauty. It right. doesn't. Exactly. It doesn't. It's sexual. People need to stop sexualizing. Like everything. everything. That's what it's, Kendrick was doing. Like I was oh talking about my gay people because he's like you said. I have gay people in this cool. It's like but this. But I'm like you saying but you gotta stop thinking just because. A gay dude likes penis, think he likes your penis. No, exactly. Oh, no. I mean, that's a, that's a heterosexual. Thing. You should know that. Like, the, every vagina walking around, you're not trying to stick your penis in it. And just like every, you know, right. girl, you know what I mean? Like, you should know that. So why do you think that someone's gay? That they, I feel like you know, people like that have boring sex. But that's not my business. Most I'm straight one of, men have boring sex. I'm, I'm, this time, I'm, again, most I'm one of those people... I'm really down for anything until I say no. I sure. mean, I don't really care. Absolutely. Like, that's pretty much me. Like, I, yeah, there's nothing. I, there's, 
the only thing that I, is a hard no for me is something going up my ass. You can eat my ass. You can do whatever you want. Put a vibrator on that bitch. Nothing. I just don't want anything in it. Like, I, I'm i not one of those, like... And that's straight, okay. That's right. Okay. I'm not one of those straight guys who feel like, oh, that's because it's associated and if with you decided that, like, like, if you decided one day right? that you they're... wanted a finger, and then the finger turned into a something, and then the something turned into a whatever, that's then that's okay. Exactly. Yeah, then that's like, okay, too. You have you a right... You don't have to put that on, but Stop putting your limiters on other people. Because I notice, like, when I repost on my stories, when I post shit about, like... How chicks should give head and shit. My male friends be like, yeah. When I post shit about that's why when I post shit about that, I do mention, bro, like, nigga, let your little girl eat your ass. Like, that shit feels amazing. When I post shit like that, nah, bro, you have it before you put that. Like, oh, what? Man. If you've never had it, how can you knock it? You cannot fight science, right? You cannot fight. Clearly, our G spot is up there. Oh, like, yeah. Absolutely. So we're meant, to experience, <laughs> and I'm saying, we're meant to experience that type of pleasure. Just. Close your eyes and just... Like, Not close your eyes. I'm weak. Well, before we get out of here, do you have anything you want to... No, yes, real quick. So, I just want to go around the table. Are you a sub or dom in the bedroom? <laughs> oh, that's I'm a tough a one for me. A little yeah. switchy poo? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Ronnie? Definitely dom. Yeah. I lose my boner when, um, when someone tries to dominate me. Okay. Mm. I would say I... I'm submissive, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... Because that's... Okay, so we've already... We've broken her down before. So, you know, mental health is tied to sex, right? So, Racy has an aggressive personality. But if given the right man or the right circumstances... I want to be thrown against the light. Exactly. She wants aggressively submissive. Yeah, so... Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm a very dominant person in my everyday life. I'm a boss bitch. And... But in the bedroom, I'm just like a little kitten. Like, whatever you want. I'll do it. (laughs) And... Yeah, but then, but yeah, but then I can also be a switch too. Like I, but I don't, I don't want a man that's super submissive because I don't always want to have to be the aggressor. Like, and and like, I I want to like, and because I am so aggressive in my everyday life as well. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, I don't like the word aggressive though. I like. um, Passionate, just passionate. Yeah, very passionate, and also you know, like somebody is just like who knows what the fuck they want, yeah, and I definitely text somebody one day. I was like, you shy, and, and intimidating, you know. A lot of, <laughs> I text somebody. I was like, you shy. Like, yeah. what? What are we doing? A lot of people like, are very intimidated by very strong women, yes. and you know, when when we're able to speak our minds and speak our truths, you know, like we were saying like earlier, like I love to talk about sex, and I have no holds bar. I will tell you whatever the fuck I want to tell you, and I will tell you everything because I have nothing to hide you know what i mean and like i've had some guys try to use that against me before like oh what's your number or whatever i'm like first of all none of your fucking business and second of all i'm not counting i don't have little notches in my fucking bedpost you know i need like at least 16 bedposts for that but um (laughs) but yeah it's just like i don't know like i don't maybe maybe it's hundreds maybe it's thousands i don't fucking know like i'm not counting and who gives a shit i only know my number because we were playing the game at work like last year Mm mm-hmm was it? Damn, yeah, 2020 is completely gone. Uh, it was last so 19. Year. Yeah, it was 2019. It was, it was like December 2019. We were playing a game at work, whatever. And somebody said something about body count. And I was like, I remember everybody I've had sex with. And they didn't believe me. And I sat down and wrote down. And it's not because I was keeping a body count. It's just because I legit remember all of their names. Once I remember the names, I can just remember how many people it was. But <clears throat> the huge part, the reason why I had to start writing it down is because I remembered a bunch of random ass names. And then once I remember the name, I was like, hmm, oh yeah, like wow. this, blah, 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 blah. That's But I just, 
I just don't be having sex like that because, like I said, I'm still a teenager because I was in relationships for so long. So from yeah. 18 to, no, from 17 to 26, I was in relationships. So from that, I'm 29 now. So it's only been three years. Yeah, you have so much, lo- right. so much more and life left. In 2020, I because it was 2020, I only gained one new sexual partner. In 2019, two new things. So it's like, I haven't been doing much. 2018, though. Yeah, 2020 was... Oh, God. Yeah, 2020 is such a slow year. I mean, it's a pandemic, but it's a slow year even for me. It's a slow year for the bones. Like, it's crazy for my single life. Like, that pandemic was terrible. But yeah. Um, One quick thing, since we're talking about drugs, I want to make sure that everybody's very clear. When you... um, Everyone should um, acquire fentanyl testing strips. Uh, They're very easy um, to come by. Dance safe. Uh, is an uh, organization online that you can buy fentanyl testing strips. If you do cocaine, crack, um, heroin, um, MDMA, anything in like a powdered form, you definitely want to be testing for fentanyl. Um, don't buy any prescription drugs from people who um, are not your prescription, obviously, because that's another thing. People are dying left and right from fentanyl overdose, and a lot of times it's accidental or because their drugs are laced with it. So it's important that if you're going to use recreational drugs that you um, use drugs that come from a trusted source and that you're also testing them. Um, don't go by what your drug dealer says um, and test them for yourself. It's, it's, it's worth it um, to spend a little bit of extra money. I think it's like $10. Um, but if, if you're like me and you buy your stuff in bulk, then you're good to go for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so just be safe and, um, also to remember to use your drugs, um, wisely and carefully. Um, don't drink, I mean, don't drive, you know, underneath the influence and, um, definitely don't text your exes underneath oh. the influence. <laughs> Gee, I've done that shit before. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. I can't give that advice. Tell people where to find you on socials. Um, you can find me um, on Instagram at Marley on my back, or you can go to my seek, uh, like my little kinky saucy page, uh, Roxy Burns underscore Nola. Um, if you want to see all that ass, um, I don't have an OnlyFans. I just yeah, give my shit away for free. Yeah, you used to do like a. Like a pretty a, much daily booty post. A daily butt. Well, I said a butt pick a day will keep the Rona away. And little did I fucking know this thing was going to last this long. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to post an ass picture every day for like two weeks during the Rona. And like mm. after like a, after two weeks, I was like, okay, this is exhausting. Rona was like, like, you won't see that ass. Like, <laughs> like how many creative ways is going to take a picture of my ass? Dang. I know, right? I mean, I had tequila in my booty. I had peanut butter. I had like honey. Like all, I was just basically getting like ideas from fans like what they wanted to see and i was putting it but that shit was work and i was like this is free like fuck y'all <laughs> this, so, this is before only fans like took off like, yeah like, i tried to get on a chatterbait like right when the pandemic like but my age verification kept getting denied so i'm like oh, at least. Uh, but i was like at least they're doing their due diligence like verifying shit like that but i'm a grown-ass man but anyway yeah mm. as always we ask you guys every week if you are listening on apple Podcasts, please don't forget to leave a review leave a star comment i'm going to just change it to leave a star comment of your own discretion <laughs> whatever you decide that we deserve yeah. Please give feedback. We appreciate it. If you guys listen on Spotify, please hit that follow. You guys can email us at projectparagonpodcast at gmail.com. You can contact me on 
Instagram at Monster in a Tight Shirt. Racy at mm, underscore Project Fee. I don't remember. We never know. It's either underscore Project Fee or Project Fee underscore. You'll see my cute little face, even yeah. though y'all don't know what I look like. But <laughs> just follow your heart. But they can, they I feel like know. my I look like how I sound. So you don't. Uh-huh. okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, uh-uh. dang. Well, never mind, guys. Maybe I should figure out. But we're only just two opinions. Right. This whole world of opinions. I so you know can, I don't look how like I You also. can find me on Instagram at underscore project feed or you can follow me on Twitter at racy, R-A-C-I underscore underscore. You can follow me on Twitter at kuroi rokodenashi, which is Japanese for a black master. Um, but as always, thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, peace out. We love y'all. Bye. Peace. Bye.